Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top features of football here, NFL Lunch style. Featured artist Friday. It is Coldplay. It's chosen by you, the people. Got another hour to go. Not really, but if you want to pick a song, we got it for you. Send that request to Nolan McGraw on the Plaza Port text line at 410-583-1057. You can join us via that route as well on the WGK Law phone lines. Here's John Harbaugh. Met with the media yesterday. Of course, since, you know, the Ravens play tomorrow, today's like, you know, their day off sort of thing. Not really for them. But, you know, media access is limited, if not gonzo. So the question to John Harbaugh was yesterday, with Lamar setting it out, Tyler Huntley, this opportunity means what for him? Oh, yeah, it's a big opportunity. I mean, you know, to get out there and play against a defense like this, you know, one of the top defenses in the league, it's it's a great opportunity for him, but he's ready for it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I think Nolan McGraw, he is going to rise to whatever occasion they need him to rise to. I think he's going to play well tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'm more so interested to see just how much he is actually throwing. I know Vinny mentioned this pretty early in the week that, you know, this could be a a fast game. Steelers like to run it. That's how their bread is buttered. Ravens are looking to run it, not just because they do run well, but they're trying to get this thing over with, get on to the playoffs. But when Huntley does drop back and throw, how does it differ, if at all, from the past two years? In regards to success rate, taking just, shots downfield. We were talking to Jonas Schaefer earlier in the show from the Baltimore Banner. His release time is one, the quickest. Small sample size, of course. Like mm-hmm. Tua Tonga Viola is the quickest release in football, and his numbers speak for themselves. He's got a bunch of all pros to throw to, but Huntley likes to get rid of that thing. Right. I seem to remember them not taking a lot of deep shots downfield when he was running the offense the past couple of years. Now, how much is that a product of the weapons you had? Much better now. Even tomorrow with backups playing will be much better than years past. Uh, the state of the O-line, there's all these different things. The guy calling the plays, obviously that's different now. I, I don't know. I, I think it'd be very fun if Munkin just kind of let him, you know, let it rip. Go out there and let it fly. Let your hair down, as they say. You mentioned the running game of the Steelers. They ran all over Seattle last week as they got a huge win on the road. And John Harbaugh knows that stopping that rushing attack of the Steelers, it's a big deal. I think the biggest thing is it's a downhill run. 
but it can also bounce. You know, if you stop it up inside and you don't control your edges, those two backs will take it outside in a second and they're both hard to tackle. So it'll be a big challenge for us. Every week stands on its own and uh, stopping the run will be, you know, job one for us in this game. And you look at them statistically, as we talked about yesterday when Vinny was here, total offense. You look at their stats, just crunching numbers. Not They're in the 20s in pretty much everything except for rush offense, which is 12th. Ravens are number one with their quarterback being their leading rusher. But the last couple of games, they've been running the ball very effectively. And Mason Rudolph is still making big plays because George Pickens has become a prominent part of what they've done. But if they're not running it on the Ravens and they're relying maybe in the rain on Mason Rudolph to beat this Baltimore defense, and I don't care who's missing, I don't think that's a recipe for success for Mike Tomlin. Right, and don't forget about Jalen Warren either. I mean, Najee Harris has had the big performances as of late, but Warren, 75 yards against Seattle last week on 13 attempts. He'll sneak up on you. And he's fast, and he brings that uh, that breakaway outside on the edges element that maybe Najee Harris does not bring to the equation. But Mason Rudolph, we talk about him. This guy looked to be falling into permanent journeyman backup status, and he is in there only because Kenny Pickett got hurt and Mitch Trubisky was ineffective. But Mason Rudolph is there. They won two straight with him as the quarterback. His quarterback rating is 115 in three games. So, John Harbaugh, what about old Mason Rudolph here? I think he's reading the offense out. They've got, you know, kind of they've adjusted. They've kind of went in certain directions and away from certain directions in terms of what they're running and what they're calling. Uh, he's operating the offense really well, putting the ball where it's supposed to go based on the coverage. And they're running the ball really well. And uh, he's done really well. So, uh you know, just kind of looked at him and, and how he's, it's their, still their offense, but his version of it is what we're studying. Yeah, 68.5% completion rate. Look, if you remember his days at Oklahoma State, he and James Washington were a dynamic duo there in Stillwater, putting up these massive numbers that it's not been able to translate to the NFL level. But, I mean, been around, I guess he knows the offense. But again, Nolan, if he's got to beat the Ravens, if I'm a Steeler fan, I'm kind of a little nervous about those prospects here. Sure, but uh, you know, people, you hear about how strong the Pittsburgh run game is, and we expect them to go run heavy. Weather will have an impact on that. Rudolph's not along for the ride here. I mean, 24 attempts against Seattle, 27 the week prior against Cincinnati. Yardage, great in both games. 274 and one, 290 and another. Only three touchdowns across the two games, but it's not like he's just game managing here. He's doing a little bit more than that. And I remember a couple weeks ago when he was in line to take over as starter, he said, hey, I'm going to be aggressive. When I'm given a chance to throw the ball, I'm taking shots. What do I have to lose? Well, his production is Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth-like compared to what they saw from Kenny Pickett and from Mitch Trubisky. They've only thrown, they, the Steelers as a team, nine interceptions. Because they don't throw it a ton. They've also only thrown 12 touchdown passes. Lamar's thrown 12 touchdown passes since the bye week as he has secured his second most valuable player. But they have been, to your point, Nolan McGraw, a little bit more aggressive, a lot more aggressive throwing the ball and making teams think a little bit more. But it all starts with that running game first and foremost. Right. And then, I mean, Pickens... The connection, you mentioned it, him and Rudolph for some reason doing things that uh, Pickens and Pickett couldn't quite do this year. And 
It's funny how that happens. All of a sudden, uh, Pickens quiet as a church mouse. No complaining. How about so, yeah, that? Yeah, he was doing a lot of pouting and took a lot of heat uh, nationally because of his lack of effort, especially in the running game. It's uh, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, Bob Haney. Vinny Serrato, Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. Mike Tomlin took over for Bill Cowher in 2007. John Harbaugh took over for Brian Billick in 2008. These two have gone up against one another multiple times, two times a year, regular season, and playoff battles that are historic for sure. So, John Harbaugh, what is your relationship with Mike Tomlin, Mike? It's like any relationship. I mean, it's, it's certainly grown and evolved over the years. Uh-huh, uh, I have uh-huh. great respect for, for Mike, for what he's done, for their organization, for what they've done. I think his stamp is on the football team without question. You know, they're a team that, that plays winning football. They, they don't uh, beat themselves. They don't have a lot of penalties. They don't turn the ball over. And then his style is kind of, ever since he got there, they've been about playing good, solid football and then being physical and then creating big plays. You know? I mean, they've played in the postseason before. I mean, Harbaugh's first year, Ravens lose there in the AFC Championship game. 2010, that heartbreaker up there. When the Ravens blew a 14-point lead, but then the Ravens got him in 2014, a game we talked about a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was the first time they had beat them in uh, playoff history. I guess you go back to 02, the year after the or 01, the year after the Ravens won the Super Bowl, they got bounced by Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Other than that, I can't think of any more. But it, it did take till 2014 for them to finally get over that hump. Yeah, that was the. Uh ill-fated let's go for the repeat year for the Ravens and they did make the postseason we're not here to talk about Elvis Gerback and allegedly crying on the sidelines he said it was sweat who am I to uh, deny whatever that was and finally how about Isaiah Likely Mark Andrews goes down as we've talked about when you lose an all pro doesn't make your team better but Isaiah Likely has stepped in nicely thank you very much and what has the difference been for you now compared to where it was before I mean, I feel like a lot, last, a lot last year, you know, it was more of a whatever the plays uh, called, run it. I mean, this year, Coach Munkin has let Lamar be able to call his own offense. I mean, from changing play calls to change protections to really just try to have us all skill positions, you know, in the best matchups possible. You'll see Lamar play a lot more, like, freely in the offense and be able to check here, check there. That was on uh, ESPN. Mina Kimes is who uh, Isaiah likely was talking to there. And I guess uh, old Giro taking some shots here because this uh, dictatorial style, Nolan, of play calling has been now well documented. And Todd Munkin has given them more freedom, and Lamar Jackson in particular, to improvise and adapt and do what he feels comfortable with. And the results so far, I think they speak for themselves. I mean, Lamar is the MVP. He's throwing it a lot more, and this last game against the Dolphins in particular, sure, Lamar's had good passing games throughout his career. You can name a few that immediately come to mind, but I don't think I've ever seen him look as comfortable, as poised, standing in the pocket. O-line was giving him time, but everything about his throwing motion, it was textbook. You know, I am not one of those people that minds when he throws in a little sidearm action. I think that's just part of the modern quarterback game at this point. But his footwork, everything about that was so on point in a way that we really haven't seen from him on a consistent basis throughout his career. Yeah, Stafford's been throwing sidearm forever. Mm-hmm. Mahomes does it, and people uh, applaud him for it. 
As long as it gets to the intended target, that's kind of all that matters. You could have a Johnny Unitas perfect drop back. If you throw it to make a Fitzpatrick, nobody cares what your style is. Absolutely. It's all about the substance. And real quick for Isaiah Likely, since Andrews got hurt, and that was on November the 16th, that Thursday night against Cincinnati, he's had, let's see here, four, five, that's nine, 14, seven, 19 catches and four touchdowns. Talk about a guy that's making every catch count. 19 catches, four touchdowns since you're all pro tight end went down. And that's pretty much the exact role that Andrew served. He was the red zone threat for the past, really, his entire career. Every time the Ravens were in the red zone, hey, look for Mark Andrews. That's where Lamar's going with the ball. Likely, you're looking for him to supplement that production, but he's almost been one for one in that regard. He's now Lamar's go-to guy in the red zone. And prior to the Andrews injury, which was unfortunate, likely nine catches, zero touchdowns. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. You want to get in, that's your chance. 410-583-1057. We'll look at the final week's schedule for the NFL regular season of 23. Now into the calendar year of 24. Rockabaco talk Orioles with him as we're weeks away from pitchers and catchers. Orioles win 101 games. Still work to be done. What kind of work are they going to do? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. here. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. I'm going to suit up. I'm suit up. So I'm excited to get out there. I'm excited to play. Patrick Queen, very simple, to the point. was asked yesterday, you planning on playing Saturday, which is tomorrow, against the Steelers. Said, yeah, suiting up, planning on playing. Going to be out there. Question is, how long is he going to be out there? Say it's 13-13, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Does he need to be on the field? Will he be on the field? Malik Harrison's already out. I would assume Roquan Smith might not be getting uh, 60 minutes of NFL fun, but we don't know. And as we've talked about, people have to suit up. You just can't, you know, go, hey, you guys can have uh, you can have 11 on offense. We'll just play eight on defense. And he goes, this game doesn't really mean anything for us. No. People are going to have to be out there. It's going to be raining. That appears to be 100% reality tomorrow afternoon. And how long Queen plays remains to be seen. He did get the Pro Bowl nod, and rightfully so. 
So congratulations to him, one of seven Ravens to get that honor. And how about this, Nolan, real quick before we get to the schedule for uh, this weekend. Final regular season games of the season. That uh, the two first-round picks last year, 22, Kyle Hamilton and Leonard Baum, pro bowlers. And then Patrick Queen, okay, status a little debatable. Before they got Roquan Smith, when we'd say, hey, uh, is he going to get his fifth-year option picked up? I'm like, hell no. No. And then Roquan Smith comes in, and he has not only stabilized the Ravens' defense, he has helped turn Patrick Queen into one of the best players at his position and probably is going to help him get paid here. Big time. Oh, no doubt. Realizing his full potential is probably the way I would put it. And look, when Patrick Queen was drafted, he was a first-round pick. That comes with a lot of expectations, fair or not. The role he was playing here early in his career was not the role he played in college. All of the splash plays that he was making at LSU, the impact he had there was not playing what, the Mike linebackers? Yeah, come here and be Ray Lewis is right. basically what everyone wanted. To and that's kind of what I go back to the unfair or not, whenever you're a middle linebacker or a safety, Kyle Hamilton, drafted by the Ravens, first question you always get, well, hey, what's it feel like to play for the same team as Ed Reed, Ray Lewis? Just stop. Let them be themselves. Sure. The point is, Queen now gets to go back to playing the role he did at LSU, and he's showing you why he was a first-round pick. And those guys are Hall of Famers, as we all know by now, and who knows what Patrick Queen's future will hold hold in regards to that sort of uh, post-playing career honor. But my point is, Zay Flowers this year, Queen in 20, a Dobbins, if it wasn't for injuries, he'd be established as a stud at running back by this time. Now, with Owe and Bateman in 21, we're talking first-round picks, of course, that's still up for debate, but you know, DaCosta's taken some heat for some misses in the draft uh, classes here, especially based on Ozzy's last year, where you get uh, Lamar and Andrews and Zeus Jr., who became a uh, you know an All Pro and was flipped for a first round draft pick. But I think Eric DaCosta deserves a little praise here for some of uh, his selections. And Nolan, you remember after they drafted Hamilton, Vinny and I were on, oh, that's a luxury. Mm-hmm. What are you drafting this guy for? He was slow at the combine. You just signed Marcus Williams. That's a luxury pick. Now we all need to you know, apologize for being very short-sighted at that time. Everyone wanted the pass rusher. Yep. We, I remember that day very well. Coming in the Friday after draft night, you know, you had and you had the, the trade, too, to get Linderbaum. Yep. It's another thing. You go back to Marquise Brown, say what you want about him. Got to give DaCosta credit. That was a situation that went bad. Marquise wanted out. What do you do? You flip a former first-rounder into a future first-rounder, turns into a Pro Bowl center. And didn't Lamar, after the Marquise trade was announced, kind of throw up social media, what the hell, sort of thing? WTF. Yeah. So Marquise has been replaced and then some a year later with uh, Zay Flowers and now Tyler Linderbaum and uh, and Lamar Jackson are going to be the center quarterback combination, health uh, permitting 
for many years to come. All right, Ravens, three points getting at home tomorrow. Baltimore game day uncensored. The pregame show brought to you by Rice, Mirth, and Pesaurus. We'll be at Brew Brothers. Me and Ken Wyman start you off at 1 o'clock. And then it's uh, Tim Barbalay's Vinnie Serato, Mike Preston, Cordell Woodland, and the whole gang checking in as the Ravens looked up a look to wrap up the regular season with yet another victory. And then tomorrow night, it is Houston at Indy. The winner of that game, at the very least, gets into the postseason. And as we talked about last hour with uh, Jared Dubin from CBSSports.com, two strong candidates for Coach of the Year. But what about Harbaugh getting a little recognition? No? Yes? Coach of the Year is very crowded this year. I mean, how about McVay? Uh, no doubt. How about Dan Campbell? I mean, I think Stefanski, you got a ton of candidates this yeah, year. I think Stefanski's got a real strong chance. And McVeigh, Mike Harmon, our friend from Fox Sports Radio, said before the season started, he's based in L.A. Not that that means he's got any more intel than anybody else, but he figured they'd be one of the worst teams in football. We're going into the last weekend of the regular season. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Starting to look like uh, some of those giant Super Bowl teams of years past. Just get hot. Yeah, and who? let's see. Maybe they would play the Cowboys. Oh. I think that's a very favorable matchup. Yeah, I think the Rams beat the Cowboys. Rashawn, it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back, shift gears, talk some baseball, Orioles baseball, with Rockabaco, MassInSports.com. The offseason is not over yet, but has it been as newsworthy for Mike Elias as maybe some expected it would be? And what about those position battles? If you look at this Orioles roster, the position players, they're kind of loaded. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Got a lot of spots. Taking sports to a whole new level. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan, featured artist Friday. Cold Place, chosen by you, the people. Only one more segment to go. Probably I've been getting goosebumps all day long listening to this stuff. It's been awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Send your request to the Plaza Port text line at 410-583-1057. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Let's talk a little baseball as we're weeks away 
from uh, pitchers and catchers. The Orioles coming in with high expectations. Here to talk about what's happened so far, what lies ahead. From MassInSports.com, he's on the WGK Law guest hotline. It is Rock Abaco. Rock, good afternoon. Happy New Year. What's happening? You too. What's the deadline for being able to say Happy New Year? Like, what is the official cutoff when it's too late to do that? Yeah, I keep thinking of the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm from a few years right. ago with uh, Larry David. He's like, it's a, yeah, no more. I'm guessing today's mine. No more after today. How's that sound? Right. That's when you start taking down decorations and everything else around the house. Yeah, my Christmas tree stays up for another week, but that's me right. being lazy more than uh, <laughs> <hit> a deadline, <laughs> more than anything else. Now, going into the off season. Uh, the Orioles, uh, let's revisit their needs. And offseason certainly isn't done yet. But are you surprised or how surprised are you at what they've accomplished so far, uh, so far, Rock? I guess what I'm saying is, did you expect more to be done by January 5th than what's been done so far? Not really, only because I've been covering this team for so long. And granted, it's been different front offices. But, I mean, how often does it, do they do things early I'm so used to the January, February, March acquisitions. I go back and look at all the years I've been covering spring training. I'm always writing about at least one significant addition after we've reported. So I'm not surprised. There's always that risk of, you know, the longer you wait, more names come off the board. But I don't feel like it's because they're taking a specifically deliberate approach. It's just they want a starting pitcher, and there's a limit to what they're going to spend and trade-wise, I mean, it sounds like from everything I hear and then what you see from other, like, national writers, that, you know, the, the asking price is really high in return. Like, teams are – they want to pillage the number one farm system in baseball, and Elias has got his heels dug in, and he's not going to do that. So I still think a trade makes the most sense, especially if you want somebody for the upper part of your rotation, because you're not going to spend for a one or two starter necessarily – but, you know, who would you have to give up? We already know Jackson Holiday is untouchable. But sure. I, I think there's, you know, they don't want to trade Heston Kierstead. They don't want to trade Colton Calzer. They don't want to trade Kobe Mayo. Samuel Basayo, the catcher, they don't want to move him. So, you know, teams are going to be saying, well, we've got to throw in some of these guys. I think that's why we're a little bit at a little bit of a standstill right now. Hey, they, they already got their closer. And I'm not used to leaving the winter meetings with a signing like that. It's usually – a couple minor league deals and a rule five guy. So that part was surprising, but otherwise I thought it was going to take a while to find the right partner and the right match to get that starting pitcher. And it may be somebody further down the rotation than one or two. Now you talked about trading and Dylan Cease has been connected to the Orioles, I guess, rock going back to the trade deadline last summer. And I believe correct me if I'm wrong. He signed through 24. Five, whereas a guy like Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns is entering his last year pre agency. So Cease is attractive to the Orioles in how many different ways, mainly because of the controllability, I guess. That, that's it. And I, I know ideally, and this is the case in any deal, they would prefer to have somebody for more than one year, unless it is a Kyle Gibson, you know, Adam Frazier type, where it's more of a little bit of like a, almost like a stopgap for one year. But you know, if you're going to trade guys and trade prospects, you would have more controllability, but that also probably ends up raising the price a little bit than a, you know, quote, rental. I'd rather have Burns, but he is for one year. And again, I don't know what they're asking. Uh, there's no doubt the Orioles have been engaged in talks with the White Sox and Brewers. And I'm sure the Marlins and the Mariners, I, mean, I love every time 
news is kind of reheated and it becomes breaking again. Orioles have been active in trade talks. It's like they've been active in trade talks since the market opened. (laughs) This isn't anything new. It's just, you know, uh, I think it's a positive sign that they're continuing, and that's why those reports surface again. But, again, it's, it's, it's just a matter of what they will give up. And if they, you know, they don't have to make a move. Obviously, I think it intrudes their chances of a deeper playoff run with another starter. But if the asking price is that unreasonable and you have to go in with Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez as your top two, and you've got hopefully a full season of John Means and Dean Kramer back, and you could go back in with a rotation with a Wells or a Hall, I mean, and you've got some young guys, you know, McDermott and Povich and maybe Seth Johnson, who's now recovered from Tommy John and pitching that they got in the three-way trade, the Mancini deal. Maybe maybe that's good enough then. But I, I know they're actively trying to bring in a veteran for an upgrade. And if you do that, it certainly would strengthen the bullpen if you have to put Wells and D.L. Hall in the bullpen. Rockabaco, MassInSports.com, joining us here on The Fan. Bob Haney with you on this Featured Artist Friday. You mentioned John Means uh, missed the playoffs, unfortunately, because the elbow kind of uh, got bulky on him. Any update on his health status right now? I mean, has that been kind of close to the vest? And, I mean, we know he's good. He's thrown a no-hitter, near-perfect game, was great at the end of last year. But health has kind of been an issue here throughout his major league career. It has been. It was mainly the shoulder. So this was a little something then different with the elbow. But we were told that, uh, you know, that, that it was not a problem related to the surgery or anything else that he's had. And, of course, he also had the setback as he was returning from the Tommy John. He had that strained muscle in his upper back, uh, which, you know, instead of a July return, it was pushed back. But, you know, if they had a little more time with the post-se- to set a postseason roster, means would have been ready. It was just horrible timing. He threw that kind of inter-squad game in the workout. It was sore, and they, they had to make a call there. So uh, he's completely fine now and full go for spring training. But you're right. Then it comes down to, okay, how's the elbow going to hold up? The shoulder or anything else? Because he has, as you said, no-hit stuff every time he goes to the mound. And he's basically a number one that you could slot in the middle of your rotation because the unit's going to get that deep. And with the, the younger guys that they have now, that are emerging and it makes them much stronger. You just have to be able to get a full season out of them, but it's almost like an acquisition from within the organization. If you could suddenly count on 30 plus starts from John means. Now you wrote about this this morning, the non-roster invitees, and we know Jackson holiday, all eyes are going to be on him, but who are some of the other names that Oriole fans should be keeping an eye on? No pun intended. Once you guys get to Sarasota. Yeah. I mean, they haven't sent out the official list, but you know, again, Kobe Mayo is going to be on it and Connor Norby uh, and Desai with a catcher. And I'm really curious about Mayo because I keep wondering, all right, this guy, you know, he would have easily been their organizational player of the year if it wasn't for Jackson Holiday. When you look at what he did, and Norby had numbers that would have supported that as well. But you look at what Mayo did, it was almost quietly done because all the focus has been on Holiday and some of the other top prospects. This guy's a beast and, you know, big-time power but he's a quarter infielder. And it's like, well, if you look at third base, it's going to be Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg at least there sharing. And if you look at first base, of course, you have Ryan Malcalfo, you have Ryan O'Hearn, you've got the D8 spot. But, you know, you feel like he's a little blocked. But then, you know, I've been hearing that they've won him working out in right field and getting comfortable there as an alternative to just get his bat in the lineup. He's not going to break camp with the team, but at some point, he's going to be beaten down the door and they're going to have to find room for him. However, they do that. But I think it's going to be interesting to see 
how he looks in camp, how he looks if he's comfortable being able to play the outfield and certainly arrive early for batting practice because he really he, he's got that kind of pop that when, when you hear the crack of the bat, it makes you lift your head up and look at what, what was that. You know, it sounds a little bit different coming off the bat than it does for some other guys. Rock, with the American League East, and we know what the Yankees have done, big splashes there. Red Sox have made some moves. Uh, Toronto was trying to spend money. Apparently nobody really wanted it. But <laughs> how has the dynamic of the division changed since October? Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I just can't imagine that. Uh... Oh, intercepted. On a football Friday. So, Rock and Baco. Rock, we appreciate the time. We're going to hit the break. We lost you there. Modern technology friend and foe. We'll come back, take a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw. Inside Access takes over at 2 o'clock here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Haney. Mick Ultra. Vinny and Haney. 105.7. The Fan. All right. Come to an end. Featured Artist Friday. Coldplay is chosen by you, the people. I'm assuming this is their big hit tune. That makes millions of people dance and feel good. Or sad, depending on the tone of the song. You haven't heard this before? I've heard it, but okay. I haven't. I, I couldn't name one lyric if you... Yeah, it's definitely their biggest song. Okay. Good on you, uh, Coldplay. Doing what you do. Making people smile with your musical chops there. Maryland Hoops. Nah, making you frown if you like the ball to actually go in the basket. They've had a hard time doing that all season long. We saw it the other night against number one Purdue. Now you got Minnesota coming up on Sunday there, 530. The uh, Gophers beat Michigan last night as uh, Juwan Howard's team off to a pretty rocky start there in Ann Arbor. Maryland fans have no business to start talking trash because the Terps are struggling too. But Maryland uh, Minnesota coming up Sunday. You can hear that game on the fan. There's Kevin Willard trying to get things uh, straightened out there offensively. And he even said, I mean, we had wide open looks. We couldn't make the shots. And then the follow-up was, well, what do you got to do to help him get better at that? And to paraphrase, Willard was like, well, what do you want him to be? Wide, wide, wide open shots. I mean, you got wide open shot. You got to make it. I can't carry the ball from their hands and dunk it into the basket. It's all incumbent on them to put it in the hoop there. So unless Maryland can get a little more, uh, I don't know, effective shooting from the perimeter, then it's going to be a long year for them, and it's already been kind of a disappointing season for the freshman. Julian Reese has had a rough go of it. Two of his last three games, UCLA and uh, Purdue, he's combined for one point. There's been more tuba players in the Maryland band than Julian Reese points in two of their last three games. So that's got to get straightened out. Ravens tomorrow, 4.30, taking on the Steelers, three-point dogs, no Lamar, no Humphrey, no Malik Harrison, no Dup Beckham Jr., no problem. 
Our coverage of the game starts at 1 o'clock. Baltimore Game Day and Sense of the pregame show. Brought to you by Rice, Mirtha, Pesaurus, live from Brew Brothers, down at the Horseshoe Casino. So if you're going to the season finale, regular season finale, stop by, say hello. I did see Nolan before we get to the funhouse. Now calling people fair-weather fans, no pun intended since it's going to rain. So a lot of people trying to unload those season finale tickets there on this uh, interweb here. Tough sell. No Lamar. Bad weather, meaningless game. I don't know. They might be down in the uh, single-digit range by uh, right <laughs> yeah. before kickoff. I'm um, getting yeah, Steeler fans travel well to Baltimore anyway, but there might be a little more than usual. Pittsburgh needs to win and hope for some help if they want to get to the playoffs. That's all done for Baltimore. They wrap it up against Pittsburgh, then they wait till the following weekend to find out who they'll be playing in the divisional round. That's going to do it for us, Inside Access. Coming up here in a matter of minutes right now, let's uh, take the final trip of the week through Nolan's Funhouse. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 105.7 The Fan. Uh, This one here from Chris, kind of thinking along the same lines as us when it comes to the Rams. Says, I'm getting the feeling the Rams will be the team that comes out of the NFC. Uh, They've been a hot team, running game. Very strong. I think they could run Dallas out of the playoffs. Also have some familiarity with the 49ers if it comes to that. Yeah, Matt Stafford's been on fire. Kyron Williams has been great. The receivers, as the texter pointed out, they've been doing some serious damage there. And their only loss out of their bye, I believe, was against the Ravens in overtime where they made Baltimore sweat big time. So the Rams, Super Bowl pedigree, yeah, I think they could. You talk, well, I'd be afraid of the Bills. If I'm in the NFC, I'd be afraid of the Rams. How about Howard in Baltimore says, I would never say that the Ravens are playing Pittsburgh for nothing. Uh, think about how they celebrated when the Ravens gave them that game earlier this year. It's always a big rivalry, regardless of the outcome, especially when the playoffs are on the line. Ravens have to end their season tomorrow. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs Put them out of their misery. I'm right there with you, Howard. And I think the Ravens are going to win. I'm not just saying this because I'm trailing in the quest for booze here in our pick segment. I truly believe truly believe they're going to win. I think Tyler Huntley is going to play very well. And a running back is going to have a monster game. This one here, Texter says, the Ravens backups will come into tomorrow's game loosey-goosey, professional term there, uh-huh. uh, playing with house money, if you will. They'll lay the beat down on the Steelers, who will be too tight and keyed up. I don't know if the beat down will be in order. By the way, uh, Vince Lombardi, his famous uh, his famous speech before Super Bowl II, go out there and play loosey-goosey. No, nah, I'm kidding. He would have never said anything like that. But, yes, I hear what you're saying. About one on the way out here. Steve in Baltimore, interesting question. It says, Bob, simply put, which Jackson has a better 2024, Holiday or Lamar? Uh, one could be MVP and win a Super Bowl. The other, Rookie of the Year, chance at a World Series. Uh, I'll stick with Lamar. I mean, are we counting the Super Bowl? Because 2023 is the MVP. Calendar year. This, this Lamar run right now. All right, well, let's see. If he wins the Super Bowl and then has another monster season, I'm going to lean towards old number eight there. But Jackson Holiday, he's going to have a big one for sure. But if we're talking MVPs, I'm guessing, and I don't want to jinx them, I'd be really, really, really 
interested in putting a couple dollars down on Gunnar Henderson, finishing in the top three of the most valuable player. But we'll get to that in due time. That's going to do it for us for the week. We'll be back on Monday. Video will be in. We'll be talking about the end of the NFL regular season. We'll know the playoff matchups for the wild card round. We'll preview the national championship game college football as well as Michigan and Washington get it on for the big old trophy that goes along with that one. For Nolan McGraw, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy, have a safe and great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you all Monday. For now, class dismissed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.